Well, I, I just knew that there was somebody who would have to say that. I just knew it. Yes, and I believe that I'm in favor of My God, and nobody's going to... Yes, uh, well, of course, uh, uh, just uh, one moment, please. I adjust my mustache here. Yeah, you realize, of course, that this mustache glues on. It, uh, I also have zippers on my uh, sideburns. That's all part of the uh, totally convertible man of today. Uh, let me know when you're ready in there, Bill. I hate to interrupt your thing you're doing there. And by the way, uh, for those of you who are not uh, part of the uh, the Eastern uh, Effate Society, and <laughs> several of you out there, I'm afraid, uh, are not really quite part of the Effate Eastern well, it's your fate, Eastern establishment, right? Are you built? Yes, you are, I'm afraid. That's right. You even wear your hair like George Plimpton. Cut your fingernails like Buckley. But uh, nevertheless, and you never miss Gloria Steinem's blasts. However, uh, for those of you who are not part of this, uh, I would like to just uh, give you a little word of warning that Atlantic City has been uh, entertaining the idea to uh, change the name of two very famous streets. Uh, one of them uh, was, uh, you, you know the famous streets I'm talking about? Did you ever play Monolope? Well, two very famous streets, Baltic Avenue. They're thinking of changing the name. And, uh, you know, this could, uh, this could uh, change uh, a lot of the cultural uh, overflow in our country. Baltic Avenue is many's the time I have owned Baltic Avenue. And uh, it's never done me much good. But I own Baltic Avenue, and they also want to change Mediterranean. You know Mediterranean? Yes, I'm, I'm sorry, that's true. And they're going to change the boardwalk, and they want to call it Clarence or something. I don't know. So uh, once again, we see another city rushing headlong into self-destruction. Uh, there's something about it. It's like the buffalo uh, charging to a giant cliff and uh, hurling itself for some totally unknown reason right over the whole thing there. And by the way, you know, uh, oh, uh, there, there's a lot of, uh, for those of you out there that are wondering uh, just what the hell's happening in the world, there's a lot of little clues there that, uh, that the end is approaching. Now, uh, you know, every couple of months, there's some guy walks around, you know, with a sign that says, Repent, the world is ending, uh, January 15th at 4 p.m. And then, of course, uh, January 15th at 4.15 p.m., he takes down his sign, he goes back to, uh, you know, back to the drawing board, I may use a bronxism there. He goes back to the drawing board, and he makes another sign. Uh, but uh, this is a definite, uh, no, no, there is a definite uh, series of, uh, of uh, clues and hints that maybe the world is ending. Yes, uh, uh, for example, did you know that, uh, that, the, that the lemmings in Sweden have been acting very, very nervous lately? And there was a note came out of Sweden recently and said that the lemmings have been acting in a way that they have not acted since the bubonic plague of the late medieval days. Now, how, how, does a, you know, how does a lemming know? We don't know these things. There's a lot that man doesn't know. Absolutely. In fact, I, I met an old codger up in, the, up in the Waterville, Maine. And uh, just, just a, months, a few months ago, it was summertime out there, and I said, how are things going, Caleb? And he said, yep. And I said, uh, how does it look for this year? He said, no, yep. I have bad winter. And I said, a bad winter? How come? Caterpillars? Caterpillars walking around at Cadell? And I said, by God, that's true. You, you know, the caterpillars know what the weather's going to be for years in advance. And the lemmings know that the bubonic plague is approaching. And here is another clue. It's just coming. These things are happening gradually. It's a pattern, of course. 
And in this uh, paranoid time, I believe that uh, all of us are a little jumpy. I mean, uh, you notice how, how uh, Johnny Carson now is, is flicking at his earlobe constantly. Just a, It's like he's got a tick now. He's pulling that earlobe constantly. And they're, they're, they're taking a lot of quick shots of uh, poor old Ed McMahon sitting over there. You know, all that jelly, there's got to be some meat there. I don't know what that is. He's bobbing around there, jumping up, getting ready to do an Alpo commercial. And uh, all these are signs of an advancing nervousness in our time. Uh, President Nixon is now incommunicado. He's not talking about anything. He's just hurling thunderbolts, that's all. I mean, you know. And uh, so this is all part of the nervousness of the day. And, and we have a note here from Rome. Archaeologists inspected the Colosseum. Now, the Colosseum, you know, that's the original Shea. You know that. Uh, they, they inspected the Colosseum for three hours today uh, because it looks like things are beginning to happen in the Colosseum. Uh, officials had no comment. They said, no other commento. Uh, you know how those Italian, uh, Italian archaeologists are like that. Said, no, 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 commento, no, mamma mia. It says officials had no comment after viewing the upper row of arches in the spectacular Colosseum, which is 1,892 years old. They know exactly to the minute when that Colosseum was put up. And it's 1,892 years old. And they were up there inspecting it today. And why? The Colosseum has survived the ravages of 20 centuries. And it looks like the, the whole upper tier is about to fall down. And according to medieval legend, when it falls, the world will fall. Yes, they're marching across the stage wearing those rubber galoshes. And I'd like to... Uh, yeah, I, I, I hesitate to do this, but uh, since... Uh, since this uh, concerned uh, avenue of... Uh, of uh, communications is now what we call a relevancy kick. Yes, uh, in fact, it's uh, it's pronounced in the sales department relevant. And uh, one guy pronounced it relevant the other night. It's some kind of a cheap perfume. But uh, nevertheless, since we are on that kick, tonight we're going to have an evil omen night or straws in the wind that are likely to blow us into the vast cosmic dust heap of eternity. Come on, pick up them. Come on, pick up them knees, her. Come on, come on, for God's sake. Pull in your gut when you dance. God, he waves that straw hat like... Come on, Bill, put down that blimpy sandwich and let's get to work. Yes, the best two-wheeler in grainy black and white, 35 millimeter shot with a hand-ground camera. The best two-wheeler of humanity is slowly drawn to a close. The eternal pratfall. Very good. That was nice. As I said, this is a significant signs of the time, and. Uh, we have all kinds of uh, things that are, are really... Wait, we just have a note here. It says in New York. Yes, that's true. In New York City, uh, for those of you who like to uh, who like to observe the various uh, local phenomena, you can tell if it will be a cold winter 
by the hair on the police horses. Well, I suppose that's true. Now, does that mean they have a lot of hair or not enough hair? Or it starts falling out? Or it turns blue? What, what the, that's a very enigmatic uh, comment there. Oh, you're not letting your folklore out, huh? You mean you're letting all your folklore hang out, baby? What's that? If, if, if the hair is long and fat, furry. I see. Well, the next time you get kicked by a policeman's horse and he has a, you know, long, furry hair on his knees, you know it's going to be a cold winter in New York, right? Very, very good. Yes, indeed. We have all kinds of things. But, of course, a, a, true, uh, a true resident of urbanology can recognize the cold winter by the number of preverts that are hanging around in the men's room in the 23rd Street IRT station. Uh, this is uh, <laughs> this is even more. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I, oh, it's got, uh, you know, I tell you, I tell you, the world is just full of them preverts. I just tell you, everywhere you see them, you see them walking around, and they're getting away with everything. They're getting away with anything. They come on here on the radio, and they give out these. They even come on the radio now, and they're giving out these editorials in favor of pornography. My God, I tell you, them preverts is everywhere, just everywhere. <laughs> And now is a special public service for this concerned radio station. We bring you the crime report. Little known but significant crimes reported here, there, and everywhere across this great nation. Dubuque, Iowa. John Murphy, age 40, said he was trying to help a motorist whose car was stuck in the snow by giving curbside directions on steering the vehicle. The driver suddenly jumped from his car with accompanying profanity and punched Murphy square in the mouth, he told police. By the time he got back from calling officers, the driver and car were gone. Murphy failed to get the license number due to a bloody nose. Yes, crime marches on in its inevitable way. Chicago police arrested a 4-foot, 70-pound, 11-year-old human spider and charged him yesterday with stealing a 350-pound safe from the third floor of a public school on the city's west side. I certainly didn't expect to find an 11-year-old at the end of the footprints, investigator Richard Heinrich said. A kid is a human spider. He climbed, yeah, he, he just climbed right up. He scaled the, the school right up to the third floor, right on the outside, pried open the window and let in a a 15-year-old kid, and together they bounced that big old safe, 350 pounds, right down three flights of stairs, Patrolman Hendricks said. The investigators traced a set of footprints in the snow outside the school to the 11-year-old's home and found the two youths in the basement trying to pry open the safe with a pickaxe, he said. He told me he's going to blow the safe with a blowtorch if necessary, Hendricks said. And so crime moves on like a vast caterpillar measuring the trackless wastes of human integrity and chicanery. And tonight's editorial directed towards the crime of the week. Play it cool. $2,000 in the bag now, said the hold-up note, slipped to a Fidelity Bank branch teller in the fun city of Philadelphia. The teller at 2836 West Girard Avenue ducked behind the counter. The would-be robber fled into the street. In his haste, he left the note behind. It was written on a bell telephone bill made out to Clarence DeLatch, 25, of Newkirk Street. FBI agents went to their address and arrested DeLatch, who was charged with attempted bank robbery. 
At his hearing, DeLatch asked if the arrest would interfere with his plans to take a police entrance examination today. The only answer he got was loud laughter. And so, DeLatch once again illustrates that great spirit of the American man. In spite of adversity, he strives on, reaching out in all directions. The true Horatio Alger story. If you don't make it one way, make it another way, but never give up trying. Tonight's Annals of Crime, Milestones on the Great Yellow Brick Road of Chicanery was brought to you as a public service by this concerned radio station. The Annals of Crime was produced by Rune Arledge. All the thrill of victory, the ecstasy of success had the deep depression of defeat. Special color provided by Howard Cosell. Thank you. Gee, that was, that was invigorating. I like that kind of stuff. It just, you know, kind of shakes down the ashes. How about that guy that's... Four feet tall, weighs 70 pounds, come up right outside the building there. Bounce the 350-pound scale. No, safe, right down the stairs. <laughs> Don't look so serious about it. It's all right, Lee. I'll make the station break. This is W.O.R. New York. I can always tell. That's the most important part of our shows here, the station break. It's what everybody listens for and everybody loves. Yeah, that's right. What is that beach nut? Is that a chewing tobacco? was a beach nut spot. Never tell you about the time I got sick for over seven weeks once. Got a free a free sample of beech nut chewing tobacco. That was about nine. And, uh, you know, I, I, I have one slogan that I've pursued endlessly in my life. Anytime you get anything free, get it. Take it. Use it. And uh, I started with the beech nut. This isn't the kind of beech nut we're talking about, though, is it? Can't be. Don't tell me beech nut chewing tobacco is making a... Making a comeback here in New York City. You never know. You know, can't you just see that? <laughs> this is Fred. Yeah, walking heard. into his favorite drugstore. Yeah. Hi, Fred. Hello, Steve. Right, Fred. How's going? Fifty-four years ago, Fred's grandfather <laughs> bought him his first row of lifesavers. <laughs> Take out for two, Steve. And now he's doing the same for Freddie the Third, his grandson. Here you are, Freddy. Except for me. Thanks, Grandpa. <laughs> Grandsons are why grandfathers should always buy plenty of lifesavers. Just go around blatting the word lifesavers. Not to run into the trademarks there. Can't you just tell a guy, you know, a guy's, he's 7,000 miles out at sea and the wind sweeps him overboard. He hollers, help, help, the lifesaver, quick! And somebody hollers, please, that's a copyrighted name. Cannot use that. Call it something else, please, sir. 
Favorite boring villas? Uh, let's see. We have a little note here for the House of Chan. And I was delighted to receive a letter here the other day from a uh, person who knew Dr. Fu Manchu well. And he said that uh, maybe you didn't know that when he was taking his undergraduate work here in New York City, you know, he went to NYU, uh, his undergraduate work, Dr. Fu Manchu, he, he used to spend a lot of time down at the House of Chan. And uh, for those of you who, uh, you know, dig Chinese food, and there's one, uh, there's one criteria I have for certain types of food, and that includes Chinese and Mexican food. I have to like hot food. And, uh, you know, there's an old northern Chinese slogan, which uh, Barry Farber translated for me the other day. Which means if the, if the chop suey don't make your nose sweat, it ain't chop suey. So uh, you'll find that uh, the food is fantastic at the House of Chan. It's at 52nd Street and 7th Avenue, and they're open seven days a week so that you can stagger in there anytime. And they got a great little bar. They serve these... Uh, these Chinese hors d'oeuvres. It's grotesque thought, Chinese hors d'oeuvres, but they have them there. Sir. And uh, they make martinis. You can get a little drinky poo there. And go in and get that uh, great wonton soup. Float a marshmallow on top of it for you if you want. They'll do anything if you want it down there. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they have 22 chefs working away at their own, each individual little walk. I've been walking on the railroad. <laughs> I just, it's just one of those nights. I don't give a damn. I don't care. I don't care if Lindsay doesn't like me, John Lindsay. I don't care. I still like him. All right. You know, that's me. Broad. I just, uh, absolutely tolerant. Just wide open. So it's at 52nd and 7th, the House of Chan. And we have one more goodie to lay on you. So will you please raise your hackles so I can drip a little of this stuff right there where it counts. Unforgettable. Are you a Nat King Cole fan? Then listen to this great money-saving offer. The Longines Symphonette Society has just put together a beautiful seven-record treasury with 70 of Nat King Cole's most unforgettable recordings. All of his great hits are here. Tenderly. Caress the trees. Tenderly. Ramblin' Roads. Ramblin' Roads. I Remember You. And, of course... Sweet Lorraine. Now I just found joy. Hit after hit by the incomparable Nat King Cole. And here's one I'm sure is a favorite. And this great Nat Cole classic. Mona Lisa, Mona Lisa, men have named you. You'll also get Stardust. At last. And his wonderfully touching Christmas song. Chestnuts roasting on an open fire. Now thousands have already sent for this collection at fourteen ninety-five. But if you act right now, you'll get all seven records, seventy Nat King Cole hits for just nine ninety-five. Also available on five eight-track tapes for just sixteen ninety-five. And they're sold on a complete money-back guarantee from the Lungine Symphonette Society. Act right now. Call Murray Hill seven two five five two. That's MU72552. Or write to Nat King Cole, Box 16, Grand Central Station, New York City. That's Nat King Cole, Box 16, Grand Central Station, New York City. Zip 117. When the postman delivers your records, pay him $9.95 plus COD charges. Or $60.95 plus COD charges for tapes. That number again is MU72552. 
MU-72552. Oh, very good. That was a very long spot. That's very long. Yes, indeed. Oh, yeah, this this uh, stuff is spreading, you know. I understand there's a guy over on the east side that's got a little company, and he's planning to bring out the best of Blue Baron. And uh, he's also coming out with a great 27-volume collection of a golden, a golden discs from the history of Joni James. Lady? <laughs> well, I, 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 please, I don't, uh, I don't make the news. I only report it. You know me. You know, uh, speaking of, uh, of the news, I'm going to be on JBT's show tomorrow. You know? Old John Bartholomew Tucker tomorrow at 9 a.m. Yeah. Yeah, you know, we're going to walk around. Do those, you know, do those crazy things you got to do on television. You know, pretend we both like Phyllis Diller and all that stuff, you know. Oh, yeah. That's one of the uh, one of the hellish things about TV. You got to get on and pretend you like all those other... <laughs> always loud ladies, see, who have uh, plastic eyelashes and uh, who are giving advice. That's called the Virginia Graham Syndrome. Yes, indeed. Right. The human blabber machine. Hey, you know, speaking of, uh, of uh, little, you know, little syndromes of our time, I, I have to salute the uh, family out in, uh, tonight. You know, it's uh, just one of those nights. It just, uh, once in a while, we have to just skim over the, the uh, you know, skim over the top of the existence that we live, little straws in the wind. Have you noticed lately that when you walk around, you know, you personally, you know, you know have you noticed lately for long periods of time during the day your head appears to be asleep? You haven't had that experience? Well, uh, you walk in the right neighborhoods, it'll happen to you. Uh, you just walk around, your head feels like it's asleep, see? And uh, sometimes you get this from from uh, listening to too many panel shows. You, uh, have you ever had that experience? You know, there's always somebody saying, Barry! Uh, everybody on the radio is named Barry. Uh, everybody on television is named Jackie or... <laughs> you know, there's 27... I, I would, I'll, I'll award a brass frequency with bronze oak leaf palm if you could right now uh, give me... You'd have to have one of these new uh, transistorized calculators to do it. How many comics are named Jackie? There must be at least 700 or maybe better than that named Jackie. Jackie, Jackie. You know, Jackie, Jackie, Jackie. Uh, and, uh, so this is, uh, this is part of the problem. You know, we, we're constantly having, we're, we're reaching out, you know, looking for something that we can grab onto uh, as you're floating like a little tiny Castoria cork. You know what is it, Castoria? That's a town on Long Island, huh? Oh, no, I'm sorry, that's something else. But uh, you... No, I, I don't know what it is. See, see what I mean? It's just getting bad. Just, today I was up in WNYC, you know, in the, in the city hall there, the, uh, the radio station up there in the municipal building, a very official station, you know, and they had a big poster there. It says, it's for their classical music show. It says, go for Baroque. You know, go for Baroque. That's a terrible pun. And another, you don't get it, huh? Well, that's true. You don't get much, Bill. Of course, you've been working too long with uh, these various shows on the station. You don't hear much anymore. In fact, you're even having trouble reading your Allied radio catalog now. You know, it's starting to it's starting to look like they're in the the, the you know the line will wind up train business, and uh, you know it's very hard. Uh, you can't you can't. There's no place where you can buy grommets. I mean, uh, like not like you used to, you know. But uh, nevertheless, they also had another poster up there that said uh, number one on your on the list. List L I S Z T Z T. You know, like Franz. I said, oh come on, you guys. I thought this was a serious radio station. 
you know. They, I mean, they, they, they talk like it anyway on the air, you know. They, they, uh, you can always tell a serious radio station. Uh, it's, it's, uh, they always call uh, movie cinemas. This is a serious station when they do that. Uh, or else they, uh, they refer to records as uh, discs. That's serious. That's very serious. Uh, <laughs> and uh, they also uh, clear their throat a lot on the air. This is uh, you could tell serious radio stations do that. Yeah. <clears throat> WNYC. Uh, it's a that's official radio. Now, uh, on the other hand, you know, as as you well know, see, I'm just uh, fooling around here, very unofficial. And that's what the you know. It's, uh, by the way, uh, if you think that you've had trouble with your guinea pig lately, and uh, we have gotten all kinds of letters from guinea pig sufferers all over the Mediterranean area. It's funny how we get into places like Greece and, uh, you know, the islands off the off Samoa. But we do get a lot of mail recently from uh, guinea pig cuckoos who've been calling up. Uh, you know, and there's both types. There's the kind of person who just can't stand being away from their guinea pig. It's hard to believe that, but that's true. Uh, no, 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 no. I say every person to his own problem. I'm never going to... Listen, I know one guy that grows warts for a hobby. Now, that's a... Uh, uh, personally, it's not my thing. I run more to cold sores. But uh, I'm not going to put him down for this. Uh, but uh, as as the owner of a guinea pig, personally, I have a guinea pig named Con... You, you want to know what his name is? Conway Tweedy is his name. I didn't name the damn thing. I'm sorry it came named like that. That's obscene. But uh, nevertheless, it was named. You don't know who Conway Tweedy is? After whom he was named? Right. You heard of Tweedy Burgers, right? I knew you would know about that. I mean, you have the look in the eye of a guy whose idea of a great gourmet feast is a big boy burger. That's true gourmet food. That's right. You know the the, the commercial over the guys. You got to grab it with two hands. You know that kind. That's slob food all the way down the line. And I have nothing against slobs. Not at all. I come from a long line of them, and uh, so I speak with uh, great knowledge of the slob world. However. I would like to salute tonight the, the, tonight's pet owner. Uh, tonight's pet owner, and we want to salute that pet owner. And this was sent to me by one of my spies in Jersey, in fact, in Watchung. Watchung. <clears throat> what do you say if you say Watchung? Is it tight? Uh, you know. It's one of those bad nights. It's the wind and all. It's just a conjunction of Mars and Venus and the way the damn moon is. All these things. You know the tide has a lot to do with it, too. Uh, they say, you know, the tides change and all. The magnetic flux. That's not an obscene word. We're talking about magnetic. You know, it's a, it's a whole thing that has to do with magnet. You know, magnet plus minus uh, north and south poles and all that stuff. Iron filings. You remember that? Iron filings. Yeah, you, you shake them on the paper and, and uh, you see which way the north and, the, and those lines of force. You remember lines of force? You must remember that. Uh, yes. Uh, you, don't you remember that uh, magnetic reluctance? That's what you'll find with many chicks you have dated. Uh, but uh, that's something else again. That's a lack of personal magnetism. Do you realize that the scientists have discovered that charisma is an actual measurable force? Yes, a lady wrote to me and said, Hey, Mr. Shepard, you have charisma. Well, I'm proud to say yes, I do. That has enabled me to stay afloat in this sea of total mediocrity in which I found myself constantly treading water. It's like I'm living in a, in a gigantic ocean of caro syrup. Uh, the light type instead of the dark, you know, which doesn't even have that much character, you know. Can you imagine living on a diet of nothing but uh, Manischewitz wine and the roasted uh, roasted chestnuts 
trying to make life work, but it, it doesn't work out ultimately. It's, we're, we're doomed to failure in the end. That's, uh, that's man's curse. He's doomed to this way. The only thing that uh, lasts forever are rocks, and you're not a rock. You've pulled plenty of rocks in your time. That's probably true, you know. But the being a rock is something else. But uh, nevertheless, uh, I was, uh, I was uh, you know, forcibly reminded that, uh, that the world, uh, many, many people, have become uh, deeply involved in the guinea pig mystique. And I didn't realize this. Just the other day, I just happened to mention on the air that uh, it was a terrible thing. It was like touching an open sore, a wound. Immediately, letters came in from thousands of kids and people who had been, you know, put under the guinea pig spell. And uh, and uh, they. one guy wrote to me, he says, My God, Shepard, please. Oh, you want to hear about charisma? Oh, you, you, I thought you did. Yes, I could see your eyes just brightly sparkling. like two little itsy-bitsy buttons in there. You know, reminds me a little bit of Raggedy Andy. You know, the camel with the wrinkled knees. But uh, nevertheless, uh, they have discovered that charisma is an actual electrical force. No, it's, I'm telling you, I'm sorry. There's a lot you don't know. Uh, just because you went out and bought yourself a Heath kit and you built a preamplifier for your wind-up phonograph, now you think you know about electricity, right? Well, don't give me that. Don't give me that. Uh, you know, very early in my career, I, I spent three years standing next to a 400 billion watt radar transmitter. Three years. And this thing had a key on it. I want to tell you, the keying unit on this thing was roughly the size of Times Square. I mean, it was fantastic. And you're telling me about electricity. That thing put out more power. It put out just in residual RF. When we turn it off, this thing would send out RF just residually for two weeks after it was turned off more power than this transmitter we got here has when it's running really good, when they paid the bills, you know, and they've got the electricity running through the final, which is not happening tonight, unfortunately. For those of you who are, are hearing, you know, hearing us badly tonight uh, through whistles and birdies, chirps, harmonics, and the sound of the guy next door running his electric razor over the top of his wife's head, all those sounds that you're getting, well, the reason you're having problems tonight is that we have not paid the bill in the last six weeks. And we're running entirely on the buffer stage, 12 watts. And that's input, not output. Input. And uh, that's all right. We're getting plenty of... We're, we're grid modulating it now because we saved dough on the, you know, the final modulation stage and all that thing. It's what we got. We're, we're, uh, to be honest with you, we're loop modulating it. We got a little coil in the grid there. And that's why, you you know, it's, uh, it's raspy. I'm sounding like Martha Dean. That's why because of the bad modulation. But nevertheless, uh, we, we understand it's going to be corrected by next week, so it's all right. But uh, nevertheless, they have discovered in one of the, one of the major uh, breakthroughs at the Bell Laboratories that charisma, you know charisma, charisma, you know what is a charisma? Is an actual measurable electrical force field. Listen carefully to what I'm saying. Well, you, you realize that your brain is a little electrical unit and that when you're, yeah, yeah, sure, it is, it really is, that, that, that when you, say, for example, you're going to wiggle your thumb, you know, you're going to show all the guys, hey, Aki, watch, i got a double joint thumb. Okay, when you do that, you know, when you're down, you're down at the Route 3 Diner, you want to show the people your only trick, which is to make your double-jointed thumb, you know, go out of joint, and you holler, hey, Aki, watch this, watch my thumb. Well, now, how do you think that your thumb knows that it should do that? When when you when you make your thumb do that, how do you think it? You no, know, the thumb. You know, the, you don't you don't like your thumb. Hey, thumb, wait, come on, do that thing. You don't do that at all. Your brain sends. It depends on you know how what kind of an IQ you got. It sometimes it takes maybe two or three weeks. Some people, 
because they have high resistance in their nervous system. You, you know, they, they've, they've discovered now that people who are really dull, you know, really slob, dull people are that way because they have high resistance in their nervous system. They've got a couple of extra resistors. So that means that the, that the voltage, you know, the current and the voltage, the message that goes from your brain, that goes to your thumb, has got too many resistances in there. You know, your RC circuit is too high, and so your thumb only gets a very weak message. Uh, and due to the fact that it's also got resistance, and it has a lag circuit in there because of the, the coils and resistance and all that, that it may be delayed. It, the, the message may get to your thumb maybe 5, 10, 15 minutes after you want your thumb to move. No, these are all these are all physical facts that you're never going to find on Marcus Welby because they're covering that stuff up. You know, they, they, oh no, they're not going to let you know that uh, that it's incurable. Uh, no way. Although there is a degaussing technique that they do have now, they run it up and down your backbone. It may work, but nevertheless, in certain cases, you know, your backbone gets overcharged, and uh, they degauss it. Well, you know what the, you know what the problem of degaussing is, don't you? Of course, you've seen that yoke that they use on the. Uh, on the high potential, yes, that's right, degauss, you can degauss your watch. Right. Uh, <laughs> degauss. Uh, degauss is running through the room again, there he goes. Uh, but uh, nevertheless, uh, you, you, you've got to realize that they're making a lot of experiments these days in the electronic capabilities of the human, uh, well, the entity, the whole human body, the creation, the human body. And uh, they found that the, that the brain sends out these little messages. Well, now they also have discovered by using very, very highly, uh, highly uh, uh, sensitized receivers working in very high frequencies. If, if you're curious, well, it's in the, roughly the one centimeter range. They're extremely high frequencies. And they can pick up from certain people a tremendous radiated electrical current, which they're radiating. And this, they've discovered, is, uh, is, is what we call charisma. So have you said that well, you, 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 uh, oftentimes you read in the novel that when, uh, when Gaunt Rockwell strode into the room, uh, an electric current passed through the crowd, right? Well, this is an actual truth. The fantastic radiating power of his enormous charismatic waves just engulfed the people, and their receivers pick it up. Now, they don't have a transmitter. That's the problem. So, so charisma is an actual electrical situation just radiates and i'm delighted to report that uh, that i'm radiating maybe two or three thousand watts as opposed to the normal maybe one or two milliwatts of the average person who has got the you know you've got the got the uh, all the pizzazz of a wet wish dish rag on wednesday night after the laundry is going to come in thursday but uh, we we uh you know we, we accept these things there you're born with it there's nothing you can do about it and uh, I am I'm pleased to report that uh, that there are scientific advances, breakthroughs that are going on. And incidentally, Bell Laboratories is now producing, however, in very this very secret, uh, there's there's talk of producing a charismatic transistorized, fully IC. It's it's not transistorized; it's an integrated circuit, a tiny integrated circuit which will be a charismatic transmitter that can be actually grafted into your into your skull. Uh, if you don't have any, you know, this uh, any pizzazz at all, nothing's happening. They can graft it in there, and you'll begin to radiate. And the next thing you know, you know, you're on the Johnny Carson show. The whole bit they're carrying you around on their shoulders, and nobody knows why, because you're radiating, you're radiating. <laughs> but uh, nevertheless, uh, I'm sorry. I, I hate to get as technical as we did tonight. Uh, I like to steer clear of these technical subjects. 
especially when you get into very controversial things such as the degaussing techniques used on the spinal cord. These these uh, these are all very not only controversial, but they're uh, highly suspect in certain medical circles. But again, on the other hand, uh, they laughed at Archimedes. You remember how they laughed at him? Who would ever suspect he was such a punter? Uh, who would ever believe that that guy could field goal kick like that? He only weighed 27 pounds at birth. And look at him now, playing for the Dolphins. But nevertheless, they laughed at Archimedes. They laughed at Diogenes. They're sure they did. I was one of them, I admit it. I admit it. I concede it. I mean, any guy that walks around with, with rocks in his mouth. Uh, no, that wasn't the one. No, yes, it was. He was the one with the rocks in his mouth. Yes. And that has this uh, and it has this uh, this lantern, see, going around with a candle in it, looking for an honest man. And, and, you know, coming around with the rocks in the mouth. I mean, I laughed right out loud. But look what happened. That's right. Who's in the, who's in the Greek legends? <laughs> Not me. Yeah, Diogenes is, right. Okay. Or is it uh, Italian legends? No, that's uh, no, it's Croatian. No, I'm sorry. See that's that's what I mean again. See that's that brain wave. See what I mean? There it is. That brain. It's getting late. And did you notice that my brain sent the wrong message out? And it got out. It got transmitted just like that. In spite of of every effort that I made to filter out that that all the. You see, that's another problem too. You realize. There's a thing called residual interference. You know what is it, this residual interference. If you take your radio and you tune it off a station and uh, just take an amplifier and you turn it up and you get all this background noise, residual interference. Well, that's also true of your mind. Residual interference. And I would like to salute this group tonight uh, who've, gone, who've risen above the, the guinea pig world. James and Mickey Bacabella in Fireball, California, have gone whole hog when it comes to a family pet. They've got Arnold, a lovable 800-pound housebroken pig. He's just a little Hampshire, Mickey says, and he loves most people. Arnold, who happens to bark like a dog and sometimes eats four dozen donuts for breakfast uh, with uh, sugar-covered types, has his own bedroom where he sleeps 20 hours a day like any good hog in the Bacabella San Joaquin Valley home. Bacabella brought Arnold home the day he was born, more than two years ago. Arnold was the runt of a litter of seven pigs and was unable to stand or nurse. He weighed two pounds, and all of who saw it said he wasn't going to make it, Mr. Bacabella said. But with hand nursing and constant attention, Arnold grew to be a healthy seven feet long and over four tons in, in, in depth. Mrs. Bacabella and her daughter, Patty, used to take Arnold for rides in the car until he reached 500 pounds, and then he started to grow. Outgrew the entire family, and now eats donuts and barks like a dog. And so you see, there are possibilities open to the human experience. Everywhere you look, there are possibilities. Everywhere you look, there are those brass rings going round and round and swinging in the great vast firmament. All you've got to do is reach out. See, it's, it's charisma. I'm going to send it out to you. Charisma. I don't hear my theme. You mean we don't have it? Oh, for heaven's sakes. What the hell? <laughs> Uh, yeah. I told those guys are going to have to pay the damn light bill. Everything's stopping right here. Transmitter doesn't work. Oh, the bear missed the train. The bear missed the train. 
It's going from bad to worse every time I look at it. Yeah, for the bear missed the train. When are we going to pay the bill? For the bear missed the train, and now he's walking. Oh, I'm warning you out there. Oh, Mr. Smith, for all your editorials, you better start paying a light go on here, or we're going right off the air. Oh, the bear missed the train. The bear missed the train. Oh, the bear missed the train. Good night, Howard Cosell, wherever you might be. Good night. Oh, this is W.O.R. New York. You stay tuned for Big Lester Smith and the News.